0: So now, now you can take your Bibles and go to 1st John 5. Oh, I forgot to change the... Yes, I forgot to change the slide. <laughs> but I, I changed the title, though. It's a new title. But it's not five, one, and one, f- 1 to 5, it's 5 to 12. Uh, 5... Uh, no, but... Uh, no, I'm not... <laughs> I'm doing six, sorry. we're gonna do six through twelve. Thank you, Lee. There you see <laughs> so it's supposed to so it's supposed to be five, six to twelve. so now you know where we're going. so last time. John ended with, "For everyone who has been born of God, comes the world." And this is the victory: that he who overcame the world, our faith. Who is that who comes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And then this week we read. That was because this is referring back to Jesus. This is He who came Hmm? by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water alone, only, but by water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify the Spirit in the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we, receive the, if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself whoever does not believe god whoever does not believe god has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that god has borne concerning his son and this is the testimony that god gave us eternal life and this life is in his son whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. So just last week where where John is encouraging us towards victory in Jesus, and the victory was was in knowing that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ. John's writing his whole letter to encourage the believers that what John has taught them, that what Jesus had taught John, is the right teaching. Because apparently someone was coming and changing some of that teaching whether it was whether Jesus was the Messiah or not, or whether, uh, I was reading some popular commentary, which unfortunately is very true today of other religions, is that in the early times that they would say that Jesus, the Spirit of God comes on Jesus in his baptism, but just before he dies on the cross, the Spirit leaves him, Uh, which you know, if you know about uh, Muslims, that's what they believe. So a very early heresy, uh, is already in this early time. So John's trying to correct those things. and saying, no, Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He was the one we have been waiting for. All the things that I've taught you and that I was taught by Jesus is true. And not what other people are bringing in, but what you heard from the beginning. Then <coughs> I think it was uh, I said last time, about it also Myos has also said it. Like John keeps talking about the same things, and so today we're gonna talk talk about eternal life again. He has talked about it before, like being born of God, being born of Jesus, being born having eternal life. He will talk about that again today, and also a little bit next time. But I called I called the sermon testimony of life or testimony to life. And because, and I was just thinking, what makes us believe what we hear or see or something? Why would we believe what a person says? We would think about, is that person trustworthy? Can I trust this person, maybe? Uh, does that person have my good in mind is what that person says true because one of the things that, that John says at one point he says that like well if you believe people that testify in court you should believe God way more So the first part here, I fi- have found, uh, have have found, and still f- have found, uh, confusing because like uh, Jesus came by water, okay, and blood. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, because <coughs> he's going to talk about testifying later, we can see if we look back at Jesus's life that Jesus comes get baptized that's water but he doesn't just come and get baptized he also comes and goes to the cross and dies so not just by water but he also dies and that's something that like (laughs) as I was preparing there's sometimes when you when you read you you, or my brain goes a little oh there's a little hot because uh, these passages is also very Trinitarian. They talk about Jesus, the Spirit, God the Father. And here, here we come and say, well, the Spirit is the one that testifies, but God is also the one that testifies. The Spirit is the one who testifies, and the Spirit is truth. But didn't Jesus say he was the truth? So John's here saying, well, the spirit is also God. And Jesus is also God. And there are three that testify. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And they all agree. So there's water, there's blood <laughs> that's testifying. There's the spirit that's the truth, but Jesus is the truth. But also, but they all agree. But what do they all agree on? Well, they all agree with God, because then all of a sudden we come over here, and he says, "Like, why do you, why do you believe in people? God's testimony is greater." And now God testimony—now God, it's God's testimony about His Son—that we just had the Spirit testifying before, so we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit testifying to who Jesus is, because God is God. His testimony is better than any person. Testimony that his son came. He was anointed as his baptism with the Holy Spirit. He lives his life. He comes by the blood by dying on the cross. Not staying dead, but rising again. The Spirit bears witness about all these things. And God is the one that bears this testimony about his son. And also, (coughs) it's not just It's not just a theoretical thing, and this is because if you remember back in the Gospels, God says about his son, he says about Jesus, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He says it in Matthew 3. And so already there, he testifies to who his son is. this was a very interesting time of preparation, because I was also at this verse, I was also like, what do you mean, John? Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony himself. What? But then I was thinking and praying, ah, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Because whoever believes in Jesus, the Son of God, when we believe, the Holy Spirit, God, comes to live in us. And then we have the testimony in ourselves. So, first, God testifies, the Spirit testifies, Jesus testifies. But now the believer testifies because God, the Holy Spirit, is in us. So we testify about who Jesus is so that's the great news that if we do believe we are testimonies of what God has done through Jesus the opposite side is then that the people who don't believe God and don't believe God's testimony they say God is a liar because they don't believe in the testimony that God has born about his son. So John is always black and white. There's no middle ground. Either you're a son of the devil or you're a son of God. There's nothing in the middle. And so also here he says, either you have the Holy Spirit or you call God a liar because you don't believe what Jesus did and you don't believe that testimony. Now, we all want people over here saying, don't believe. Believe in Jesus. Believe that God has made a way for us to be his children and to become his so that you can receive forgiveness, righteousness, reconciliation in Jesus. Jesus that you would live how the Lord has decided you to live, in His power, in the victory of Jesus that we talked about last time. And you would turn away from the way you were going towards Jesus, instead of calling God a liar. Now, I was just in the U.S., and in some circles in the U.S. there's many Christians. So one of the things people say sometimes is like, it's a v- uh, where you live is a very worldly place, right? I was like, yeah, I live in the world. You know, it's just because there's places in the U.S. where you can live where you're not really confronted with what we are confronted with all the time, because we live here. So it's slightly confusing to have to say all th- yeah, that's how life is in the world we, there's not so many believers that we can just be among just believers we can't walk around this area without with just believers here so, so in the world we see tons of things where people would say I, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in anything and I don't believe anything about Jesus and so those people will be calling God a liar because God has clearly testified about his son. But I also think that that's why, (coughs) that's why I, (laughs) by the grace of God and the Lord's spirit in me, that's why I want for all of us, that's why it's so important that we're here. Because if we're not here to show Jesus to the people and testify like God has testified to us, to the new people around us, Danish people, whatever, like the people that's at your work, the people that we're going to meet, the people that are coming, they need to know what God has done so that they can have the testimony in themselves, that they can have the power of God to victory over this life. And maybe it's just like Maybe it's just September and February where we get, or I get even more uh, aware of this. But may the Lord testify in us daily to live our lives in a way where all people can see. And I was just like, if the Trinitarian God of the universe has come to us, and 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 shown us who he is, and who Jesus is, and the grace and mercy and love we have received, wouldn't we want to share that with everybody else? Not only that, God promises us eternal life. So the testimony of God that he gave us is eternal life. And this life is in Jesus, his son. Whoever has the son has life. So this is like here. So we have the eternal testimony inside of us. We also have the son which means that we have life in Jesus and so we have life life eternal in Jesus this is what John wants to remind his his uh, readers about that they have life and they have life eternal then he just then he says but if you don't have that you don't have life not the eternal life you just don't have life you don't have life. And this is kind of like when when Jesus also said, like, you can do nothing apart from me. Saying, like, you don't even have life. You only have life in me. And so as we're looking to these things, and looking at being a little bit. Well, God testifies about his son that we who believe and understand have this testimony in ourselves. And not just the testimony, but he promises eternal life. And that life is in Jesus. There's a kind of repetition of what he said before, but it doesn't make it less. Both times, there's a warning, don't call God a lie. And if you're living and don't believe in Jesus, you actually don't have life. And just (coughs) a short reflection, what is eternal life? Sometimes, sometimes I think we miss it, because if we have the witness of Jesus in us, we have eternal life right now that starts when we become new. So we don't wait for a future. We live out who we are in Christ now. That's how we can be different. That's how we can have victory over this world in Christ. That we know that we have eternal life. We actually have real life. And then we can look towards consummation of that when Jesus comes back where our bodies are not going to fail. We're going to be restored. We're going to have new bodies like his. We're not going to struggle with sin because he's going to be there. We're going to be made totally new. We're going to have unhindered worship. And we're going to see who Jesus is totally. I think it's important, I think this is what John is encouraging his his believers, is, is you have eternal life and you have it now. Don't wait. Live it out now. How? By the eternal witness of who Jesus is. Live in Jesus. Live with him. Be a witness to the people you're around. Because as, as he is writing these things, he's writing to encourage the believers who maybe not are sure. Maybe they hear hearing false teaching that's saying, you don't have eternal life. You have to do this. You have to do that. You only get it later. And so he's writing to ensure them. No, you do have. If you have the testimony of God, you do have eternal life. And so he's just encouraging them But then you might say, well well, then why is the life here so frustrating then? If you're saying, I have victory in Jesus, I <laughs> have eternal life. Well, that's just what I said before. You know, we, we live in this world where there is no life. There's no real life. So all that affects us. And also when we talk about true life in Christ, it's not like you get whatever you want. I say it all the time. You don't get whatever you want, but you do get all God wants for you when you follow Him. But it doesn't mean you get rich and not sick and all those things. No, it means that you get God and you get eternal life now to live out. And you can live in this world, you can live in this world and not be moved. We have seen it over and over again. People in horrible circumstances wh- say, no, my life is in Jesus' hands. And go through all those things. But I, And that is why I want to encourage us all to be over here being like, no, believe that you have eternal life now. Why? Because then you can kick the devil in the head every time that fear anxiety and whatever else things comes up that that wants to take your life away from you you can say no because I have the testimony of Jesus in me I can reject all those things and they say no I have life life eternal in Jesus and you have me here for a reason and that's to testify about who you are And then whatever goes wrong in our lives, we have to remember, it comes through the hand of God. Because it's not like there's not bad things. But we must hold on to, at some point, and somehow, God will glorify Himself, and it will be for our good. And you can come up with many examples after, and I cannot answer you. But that's not how we live. Because if we let that be unraveled, we'll end over here with no life at all. Or, or just be like, well, Je- Jesus doesn't work. No, he does work, and that's what John is saying. Work is a weird thing. But I'm trying to, like John, for all of us to see the greatness and the power of the eternal life we have now that we can live that life, now. And nothing can take that away. But we can be unaware, and live for the same concerns as everyone else, but that's not real life. Real life is realizing who we are in Christ, and who he's made us to be, to glorify him. And that we can, just like Paul says, rejoice, give thanks. And then in this crazy world, the peace of God will be on us, and people will be like, how can you live in this horrible place? What are you talking about? God has testified about himself, about his son, about eternal life. That's why we can live here. We give glory to him and have more people see who he is. I wish thank you for this time. Thank you for um, the letter of 1st John. I I thank you for the studying time. I thank you for meeting me um, with who you are. I ask that you would um, help us to seek you every day, encourage us to hear you witness. That's in us, by your Holy Spirit. That we are in You, we got eternal life in You. Uh, we've overcome the world in You, in the faith we have in You. That You would bless each of us, um, fill us with Your Holy Spirit again, encourage us, help us to rely on You, teaching Jesus that that You have us, given us. Pray against the enemy and all the effects that would steal our life from us. I pray we will be on the offense against those things and not have our life been taken away. Lord, I pray we won't fear. There's so many things we can fear, and maybe most of us do it. But I pray you will help us in you to not fear. Help us as a people to encourage one another not to fear or worry or or go after, yeah. Just being occupied with all the same things as everybody else is. Lord, I ask that you would help us be occupied about what you want to do. Lord, especially for this time just coming up, you know, so many new people are coming. And Lord, I pray. I pray you would use us. Pray that you would help us. I pray that as we serve you, we'll grow more on this more aware of who you are and what you do. I pray that there's a call to come to you and not run away. I pray for each one who Maybe think they don't have life or don't have life or don't have testimony or don't know Jesus. I pray today you open up their eyes to see to give their lives to you and have eternal life in you. Lord, you're the one who has to do it. We have to be willing, and if you're asking to be willing, you got to uh, come and encourage us to see it, believe it, and live it out. So we ask that you do that. I ask that you start right now. Help us to do it Monday as well, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. We ask. I say continuously, our intent with sermons is always to encourage you towards Jesus. If you hear, do better, just be better, do more, that's never an intention. It's always an intention that you will go towards Jesus, you'll be encouraged in who is. Um, If you feel condemnation, shame, pain, um, that is not the purpose. If you feel something, I hope it's conviction, you repent of that and then, um, yeah, seek Jesus. Um, Also, I would also like you to be just talking to each other and saying, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything I can pray for with you or for? Um, Be bold. As you go from here into the next room, um, also, if you learned something today, maybe share that with one another. Or just ask, hey, do you have anything I can pray for with you? Um, do you have anything going on this week I can pray for? Um, maybe some of you aren't so keen on sharing in, in big groups, so just share with one in, uh, in a small group. Oh, the church is not this gathering. This is just an expression, the church is the believers, who has a testimony. And we exist all the time. So let's encourage one another. Also, as you look around, so some people are not here, maybe text or call them and ask, Hey, how's things going? But let's conclude as we um, have the benediction from Hebrews.